Hello and welcome to the Honest Corgi Podcast. My name is James, and honestly, I'm just a corgi navigating through this journey of life. If you're looking for a podcast where you can listen to honest opinions, tips for life, or even just my embarrassing stories, you've come to the right place. So remember to hit that like button, subscribe, review on Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy your scheduled programming. Peace. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another new episode of, of course, the Honest Corgi Podcast. My name is James, and if this is your first time here, thank you so much for joining. Um, I really hope that you will stay till the end of the episode, because that makes me happy, and I know you want me to be happy. <laughs> But yeah, guys, welcome to another episode. Um, just you know, living the quarantine life as everyone else is in these hard times and difficult times. You know, when we usually rely on our routinely schedules and and our, of course, security of a job that we might have or our routines of of being a student are now put aside. Um, what are we really leaning on these days? Right. This is a really big challenge for um, figuring out kind of who we are and and where we place our foundations of our lives in. And when things are taken away in our lives, we scatter and we look for something to cover that supportive foundation platform. Um, for me, that that was work. Um, and for me, that was also my daily life in church and meeting up with people at church. And figuring out my faith. But now when in a time where social distancing is a big factor and all these things are being taken away from us, what do we rely on? What do we lean on to go the rest of our lives and live every single day, you know, purposefully? That's a big, definitely a big challenge that we run into. But it's a big question that we might have to ask us in these times. But I hope everyone is doing okay. Um, if you're doing more than okay, that's awesome. I hope everyone is staying healthy, especially health is probably the most important thing during these times. Um, and of course, limit the going out, right? Like, it's really simple. It's not the easiest thing to do, but yet it's the simplest thing to do. Um, just don't go out. <laughs> Honestly, like, please don't go out. And it's not just a matter of like whether it's going to affect you or how you're going to get the virus. But there's a way for you to get the virus without having or showing the symptoms, ultimately affecting the people around you or in your family. And that is why officials and doctors have been reporting and announcing to not leave the house as much as you can and limit your contact with too many different people. Right. And so um, just do your part, guys, and, and being a good citizen and and limiting going out, limiting the amount of people you interact or talk to. And please, because each little step that you do day by day really will show who we are as people and as a country, but also where we can really um go towards a solution for all this virus stuff happening right and so do the best you can um as for me i literally haven't left the house and i think three weeks now i think only times i left the house was probably for grocery shopping with my dad and my mom 
um, or just picking up food. And that's like really it. And it's frustrating because, you know, I want to see people. I want to see my girlfriend and I want to hang out with her. And, you know, it's it's definitely different hanging out with someone in person than over the phone, obviously. And and she's definitely one of the people that I really want to see in person. And, you know, uh, one of the challenges of dating in these quarantine times i don't know why i'm talking about this but i guess we're gonna talk about it um one of the difficult times of dating in quarantine time is is you want to make your partner boyfriend girlfriend feel really special right like that's your goal as like a good boyfriend or good girlfriend is you want to make your significant other feel special in a way where no one else really lives up to who they are and no one else can really bring the happiness that you feel than they can right and my girlfriend is definitely someone that is someone so special to me and i want to make her feel special as well but it's been so hard and it's been challenging to do that not seeing each other not physically being there for each other um i'm really a person that um really appreciates the physical presence of someone and the face-to-face conversations that I have, especially with my girlfriend. And so not having that has really been a challenge. Um, but this is a stepping stone for a further growth in our relationship. Because if we can overcome this, if we can figure out creative and new ways to really interact, have fun, and, and make each other feel special, then we're really going to appreciate the time that we do have physically, right? And so... My advice to anyone that is dating, um, it doesn't even have to be dating, even just a regular friendship that you have with people, um, really just take the time to do whatever you can with them despite being socially distant. Um, I know that there are tons of ways to get connected through video chat, through like gaming, through streaming. If you guys don't game, that's okay. Um, it can even be stuff that you guys do together over the internet, um, but yeah guys there are definitely different ways and and this is a challenge for any of you guys that are struggling with friendships or struggling with keeping up with your relationships um in check in these times so really try your best and i guarantee you the time that you spend together physically in person after all this is done is something you're really gonna appreciate um and so, yeah, I really don't know why I talked about my dating experience, but I guess we kind of touched upon it a little bit. But um, anyways, going back to a topic that I really wanted to share that actually a lot of people in my first episode kind of asked me about and a big part of why this platform of a podcast came to be. And Um, You guys know the key theme in my podcast have been to be honest, right? And to practice honesty and to just be an honest man because that is something that I am not great at. It is something that I want to get better at and it's something that I want to live my life by is a policy of honesty. And it's hard because every single day I receive challenges where, you know, it would be a good time to say something like a lie or it wouldn't be a good time to say anything honestly and i really want to challenge myself to be that kind of good person and a part of my conviction of trying to live that honest life obviously derives from my faith um as you guys know i am a believer of the bible um i believe and acknowledge jesus christ as my savior and i believe that there is one true god 
who sent Jesus down as his son to die for my sins. And that I want to live the rest of my life following him, Jesus, obeying God's commands, and ultimately letting people know of the good news that came with that. And so um, this might be a very sensitive topic for certain people. If this is something that really doesn't appeal to you, I completely understand. No disrespect to any of your guys' beliefs. You know, We're all human, and I really want to respect everyone's beliefs i'm not trying to empower my beliefs over yours i'm not trying to say mine is the only right answer right because a lot of opinions and a lot of disagreement can come from that i'm not saying any of that um i just want to speak about what i believe in and if that sparks conversation if that sparks curiosity if that does anything for you you know that's great (laughs) um if it's something that you need to express to me, then share it. I really don't mind. But, um, yeah, a lot of you guys have kind of asked about my testimony. And um, what better time to talk about my testimony than in a time where we're quarantined, <laughs> I guess. Um, and so, yeah, and so let's just start by from the kind of beginning-ish. Let me take a drink of water real quick. So, my testimony. I uh, I grew up with a familiar background to the concept of God, um, considering I was raised by a Catholic family with Catholic parents. Um, I had a familiarity with, like I said, the concept of God and the concept of Jesus and And the kind of person that God was. And I was taught childhood stories of, you know, Adam and Eve and Noah's Ark and David and Goliath. All these stories from the Bible. And so I had a general familiarity with those topics. But it wasn't something that I truly believed in. I was always taught that that there was a God. But nothing personal came from it right and so the difference between something that you believe in something that you feel strong in versus something that you don't is that that certain something really touches you on a personal level right and so let's say for an example like a sport right let's say you don't believe in a certain sport let's say i don't really believe in basketball right and it might be because i don't have a personal connection to basketball Right. But let's say I had a coach that really wanted to help me get better and he passed away. Right. And now that coach never got to live his dream, but I was one of his students. So therefore, I grew a personal connection to basketball. And that's what is making me keep going and playing basketball and living it and talking about it. Right. That's not true story. It's just an example. But let's just say like that's like a imagery of when someone believes in something and they have a personal connection to it, it really makes them want to live that life. And it really makes them feel that that is what they think is right and what they believe in, right? And so, for me, there was no personal connection with God growing up despite having that background, right? And I would go to church with my parents, uh, Catholic church, obviously, and um, it it just wouldn't feel anything religiously. Um, obviously I made great friends there as would any 
other church going kid um as my friendship grew um i started to grow a little bit more curious about it about god but it was never something i truly based my life on and so that's what really led me on a path of you know underage drinking and 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 of course i had a time period where i was smoking and and i did get caught up in a few drugs um something that obviously has been in my past and you know it is what it is and we fall down a path of those things and morally i just felt like i wasn't in the right place um but i just didn't feel the need of change i just felt like the life that i was living was okay and was fine um and then college came college was definitely the biggest growth period of my life i mean i'm only 22 so i can only say that there were a few years where i've really grown but i would say the four years that i had in college was the biggest growing period of my life and every year was always something different and so i came in freshman year um with these like four friends that i knew one being my best friend that i room with freshman year and uh, basically we were the life of the party we would always wanting to go out and we would always wanting to you know play sports and like sometimes we would go drink at parties and stuff like that and that was like the life and it was like something okay with and of course i met a lot of good friends in college my freshman year it was a great time there are great people great guys great girls too um but something hit me my freshman year and it was around the time of after the first semester of my freshman year something really hit me and that was i don't like the life that i'm living and what really sparked that idea was i felt like i wasn't myself i felt like i was always living as a version of myself or something that people wanted me to be and i didn't like that i really didn't like that and i just felt like i was faking a lot of things and so I had this urge to just change something, right? And if I wanted to change something, then I would just kind of go do it. And so it just kind of clicked. And I was like, hmm, maybe I just need to stop myself from drinking so much. And maybe I need to stop myself from even smoking so much. And, you know, no more parties. Um, I had a bad habit of cursing and I had a friend that would help me stop that and like yeah <laughs> and so that hit me after first semester and i was like let me change these little habits of mine these so-called bad habits that i was creating for myself and let's just see where that goes and so starting the second semester i stopped doing those things and there wasn't much change to it um i did manage to stop cursing a little bit which helped a lot because that changed the way I played like basketball and interacted with certain people. <laughs> um, yeah, I was a really bad trash talker. Let's just say that. <laughs> I wasn't really proud of that. Um, but yeah, second semester started and I really got connected with these Christian guys and this Christian organization at college. And one person i can really thank for that was a brother of mine that really helped me in my beginning stages of my walk with christ 
And the reason why was because he always showed me that Christ-like love, um, despite me being such a terrible person to other people and maybe even to him sometimes, um, the the one thing that he really showed me in response to all those was love. And that was something I really admired. And so um, because of those changes, I started attending like Bible studies and I started attending these gatherings, these prayer gatherings. And and I started to learn a little bit more about what it means to be a Christian. And keep in mind, the thought of religion was just so vague to me and the thought of religion was just so unpleasant to me at the time. And the reason why was because there were so many wars and conflicts and division because of the topic of religion. And that's what bothered me. And I really didn't like the concept of of people always in conflict because of the religion and always in a certain amount of division because of that belief. And it really separates people from just who they are altogether, which is human. And it just came from a lot of division that I received when um, I grew up Catholic, but then we would be in quarrel with Christian people and we would be called different. (laughs) And that's what really like threw me off because I understand the practices are different from Catholics and Christians, but to be called different while we worship the same God is kind of what threw me off. And not even just those two, but even people that had like Buddhist beliefs and, and Hindu beliefs or, you know, people, Muslim people, right, that have Islamic beliefs. Actually, I don't even know if that's right. Forgive my ignorance, but you get the point. Like, there are so many divisions amongst these people and certain people that don't want to hang out with certain people because of their religions or beliefs. And I didn't really didn't like that when I was growing up. But um, around the time of college, I was learning about Christianity and I grew to like it, but it still kind of intimidated me because it really still was a religion in the end. And so I wanted to learn more about what it meant to be a believer of God, but also what the Bible meant and just kind of why Christians believe the way they do and what do they believe. And so I thankfully had a pastor down in my college campus pastor that i got a got a chance to talk to and i asked him i was like hey um like i just kind of want to know what the origin or origin story of the bible is and what do christians really believe in and how does that differ from people like that are catholic like me and and all these things and as i learned um the pastor was telling me about how you know, there was a man called Jesus, obviously, that was God's son. And not only was Jesus the chosen one, the Messiah, he was the only one that could receive a punishment that was meant for me, that was meant for you, that was meant for all of us. As humans, I learned that we all have a great amount of sin that we will commit, right? Whether we want it or not, we can try to prevent it. But in the end, because we are human, we are not God. We are not perfect. Um, we are bound to fail. We are bound to mess up. We are bound to commit sin, right? And I, for sure, am one that has committed many sins in the past. 
in the future and in the present, <laughs> right? I'm not perfect. I'm flawed. I'm so human, right? And what I learned was humans have these inevitable traits of committing sin. But, okay, so as a result of us committing that sin, there needs to be a punishment, right? There needs to be a way for us to, like, be atoned for those sins, right? And in the past, in the previous context of the Bible, you know, we would reject God because of committing these sins. And we were deserving of punishment. We were deserving of of nothing great because we were created by God, but we would commit sin and disobey God. And so because we are so deserving of these punishments, God decided to send down his own son to to take that punishment for us. And that's something that really really surprised me at first because someone that I didn't know and someone that I just never heard of decided to take his own life take all the punishment in the world all the God given punishment take it all for himself so that I wouldn't have to receive that. So that through just believing in Him and acknowledging Him as my Savior, I have a chance to have eternal life in heaven and have eternity with God. And that is just something that blew my mind. That is just something that really just drop the ball for me <laughs> it was hard a concept or it was hard to grasp that concept at first right because obviously we can't see god we can't feel god we can't even hear god physically right these are some things that our human minds just can't comprehend we can't see or feel these things and it's hard to believe something that you can't see or feel right i definitely know what that means right like i can't believe in you know, I can't believe the idea of, like, a horse with a turtle head and giraffe legs with a unicorn horn, right? I can only imagine that. But unless I've seen it in real life, then it's hard for me to believe that. And I, at the beginning of my walk with God, I had the same concept of that. I, it was hard for me to believe in God and believe in Jesus and believe in these things he's done when obviously I've never seen it. But then I learned the concept of faith. And faith really is a mysterious thing, guys. Faith truly is so mysterious because it is one of the simplest things that you can do. Oh, man, this sounds familiar. <laughs> Social distancing. Faith is one of the simplest things you can do, yet it is one of the hardest concepts to grasp. Okay, let me say that again. Faith is so, so simple. When you hear it, it is simple faith. And I'll explain why it's simple. But at the same time, it is one of the most difficult th concepts to grasp. Okay. 
So faith. Faith is to believe in the unseen. Is to walk and live and prostrate your life upon God. And you believe in God. And you walk and you live every single day. And everything that you do is because of your belief in in God. And that's your faith, right? It's so simple. You believe, you acknowledge, you live, and eternal life is waiting for you at the end. And if you believe in God despite you failing and despite you falling down and ups and downs, but if you believe still throughout the end that there is a God, then that is faith. It is so simple, right? It's just you believe. But the reason why it's the hardest is because there are so many distractions in the world. Uh, we get engulfed in our sins and, and we have a lack of kind of this confidence in who we are. And ultimately, we have we built up a bunch of insecurities and we feel inadequate. We feel unworthy and, and all these things, right? And we have this pile up of all these negativity. And that's what makes it hard. That's what makes faith hard. At least for me, that's what made faith super hard. It was really hard because a person like me that still commits sin to this day, that still is inadequate, that still fails regularly, it is so hard to believe in a God that still loves me despite me failing and despite me disobeying him. That God looks down from his home, from his heaven, and says that he loves me enough to send his son to die for me. Yet I'm sitting here disobeying God, you know, giving into temptation, not reading my Bible and not praying to him sincerely. Like I'm doing all these things that gives him every reason to hate me, every reason to be like, nope, this guy's not it. He's not the one. I don't want him. Every reason to. Yet he doesn't. Yet he chooses love instead of hate. Yet he chooses to forgive rather than to punish. Wow. It makes no sense. Right? We're so accustomed, us humans, we're so accustomed to doing something wrong, receiving the punishment, right? Doing something wrong, receive the consequences. That's how we learn. This is how we built up our lives and how we have accustomed to everything. But God is looking down on us and saying, no, I love you. <laughs> what? It makes no sense. We should be getting punishment, but we're not. It makes no sense. But that's what we call grace. That is what we call grace. The concept of grace is so, ah, it's so confusing. But it makes sense, but at the same time, it doesn't. Grace is that undeserving, unconditional love and forgiveness that God shows me despite me failing and disobeying Him every single day. As I wake up today, I wanted to read my Bible, but I just jumped straight into my podcast and... You know, I don't have the greatest of thoughts. And 
you know there are still times when i get lost in drinking and i still get drunk right and i'm lying to my parents to my friends to my family right and these are things that i shouldn't be forgiven for i should be hated for yet god looks at me and say there is grace and he still loves me and he forgives me and some of you may be asking why does he do all those things why does he love me why does he do why does he go to that extent of dying for me why and i think the only reason that can explain this is he is a god that deserves to be worshiped that deserves to be given all the glory for that deserves to be praised and loved and if we've received all these good things this the topic of grace and receiving love from him would not our response to be to live our lives for him and to bring his name into the light and to bring glory to him and to respond in praise right that's what God wants I feel like that's really what I feel like God wants from us he doesn't want us to try to live perfect lives and now that we know that we've committed sin let's correct ourselves and be perfect like no, he knows that's going to be hard for us because we're human. He knows we're not going to get it right perfectly. He knows that. <laughs> we know it ourselves. I just feel like the thing that God wants the most is for us to prostrate our lives towards him and just praise him. Just praise him. Just give him all the praise that he deserves. God, you are my number one. God, you are the greatest of all time. I know that's a slang for us young people. God, you're the GOAT, the greatest of all time. That's just the kind of praise that he wants. And praise that really comes from our hearts. Us feeling, wow, like it is so undeserving to have this forgiveness and love from him. Let me acknowledge the God that made everything possible. And that's just kind of how everything came to be for me. And how I understood the concept of faith and grace and Jesus. And so I gave my life to Christ my freshman year at a spring retreat. And that's where I was saved. And some of you guys that don't know what the concept of being saved was or is, um, being saved from eternal punishment, being saved from hell, a place where I was destined to go because I wasn't a believer and I didn't acknowledge my sins and I didn't want to receive grace. I was bound for hell. But I was saved because I really felt and acknowledged God's presence over me and in my life. And I looked back and I realized me stopping those bad things and me changing and me becoming a better person in my time of college, it wasn't all me. 
it wasn't all my friends. It was all God. I really, really felt God was watching over me every single step of the way. And I'm just so thankful for that. And so that's kind of how things came to be. Um, Let's just say that my specific experience with God was very... Very interesting, and I'm about to tell a story and share my experience with it this one moment. Um, truly, it's up to you guys to believe it or not, but this is really what I found happened. Um, so it was at spring retreat, and it was my freshman year, and I really was excited to go because I felt like I was at the point where I was ready to just move on with my old life and move into the new life of trying to obey God. And so because of that, I built up this whole idea and expectations of God's really going to move in my life. God's really going to do something at this retreat. Um, As I got to retreat and as I listened to the sermons and I listened to the songs, nothing was hitting me. I really felt nothing. I really felt like nothing was hitting me. I wasn't sure. Um, I don't know what to do. Um... And it made no sense. None of the sermons was just hitting me where I wanted it to. I felt like the concept of God was just confusing. And I just lost everything during that retreat. I lost the confidence in what I believed in. And if this is what the enemy does to manipulate believers, and I really felt like this is what it was, was that the enemy, the devil, was really trying to separate me away from God. And he was very close during that retreat. I would sit during sermons. I hated it. Sometimes I would sleep through it. It just made no sense. Songs, I knew none of the songs. Um, they had lyrics up on the board, but like I just don't know the rhythm or the melody or the lyrics at the time, too. So it was really hard. And then came the last sermon, which, to no surprise, was just not good for me. <laughs> I just felt nothing. I learned nothing. And and then came the time of prayer right after. And of course, in every Christian setting, there needs to be little background music. So the drummer started playing, the guitar, the bass, the piano. And I was just sitting there with my eyes closed. And as I sat there with my eyes closed, I decided to pray because I felt like it was the right thing to do at the time. So I prayed and I asked and prayed God this one simple thing. And I simply just said, God, if you're there, I just want to know that you're here. God, if you're here at this moment, I just want to know like a sign or something. Just show me something. Show me who you are. And I waited, I think, about like five, ten minutes. And nothing happened. (laughs) Like, literally nothing happened. And so at that moment, I still had my eyes closed. The song was still playing. I slowly in my mind, I kind of decided to give up. I decided to give up. Because I tried. I changed my ways. I prayed. I came all to the Bible studies. And... 
I learned about who God was in the Bible, and I learned all these things, yet nothing was happening for me, and I was getting so frustrated, and I felt like I was a fool for believing in all these things. I just wanted to give up and go back to my old life where I was comfortable. That the concept of God was just all fake. And so I just kept my eyes closed during that time. And then in that moment of having my eyes closed, there was this vision. Um, For some reason, this vision was so clear. And it was a vision of me. And I was wrapped in these chains. And these chains were something that normal humans couldn't pull away from me. Something that normal humans couldn't grab and pull away to make me feel better. And I was wrapped in these chains and it hurt. It was painful. And I knew I couldn't last long with these chains on me. And then I saw this figure of light. No face, no nothing. It was just light. But as I saw it, I knew it was Jesus. I don't know how, but I saw this light and I knew it was Jesus. And I couldn't say anything. And as the light approached me, Jesus was just pulling these chains like it was nothing. Like, wow, this guy was pulling these chains like it was nothing. Like, when I see people do things like it's nothing, it blows my mind. When I see Steph Curry shoot three-pointers like it's nothing, I get amazed. I'm like, wow, (laughs) that's awesome. Or like Gordon Ramsay cooking up something really good in the kitchen. It's like this fancy lobster bisque tail souffle fondue, whatever. But he makes it in like five minutes. I'm like, wow, okay, that's... (laughs) Anyways, Jesus was pulling these chains like it was nothing. And like I said, these chains weren't for normal human beings. Like it hurt his hand. You can tell because he was bleeding. He was bleeding as he was pulling these chains one by one. And it, I hated seeing that. I was like, God, it's like, Jesus, you're hurting yourself. Stop. But he was pulling each one and I could hear him mutter certain words as he was saying. And the one words I can hear very vividly was, I love you. He was pulling these chains and he just kept saying, I love you. I love you. You're forgiven. I love you. He was pulling these chains and I was so confused, but it felt so good. It felt so relieving to have these chains ripped away from me. And as the last chain was pulled, I looked straight up at him, this figure of light. And he asked me a simple question was, do you believe now? And I was like, uh yeah for sure definitely (laughs) after seeing that i was like heck yes (laughs) i believe and then i just felt this feeling this moving feeling of it's time to confess of my sins and so as i still stood there in the retreat room with my eyes closed i started just i started just confessing my sins I started just confessing everything and the song was playing in the background I had no clue what the song was I never heard the song before 
And I usually look at the lyrics to sing along, but I couldn't because my eyes are closed and I didn't want to open them. But I slowly found myself singing to the song, even though I didn't know it. And that was so weird. I knew every lyric. I knew every, like, melody to it. And, like, I was just killing this song. But I knew nothing of it, which was so weird. And I was so confused. I shouldn't know this song, but I'm singing it. And I'm being moved to sing along. And that was my experience with the Holy Spirit. And so me singing and me confessing my sins... I opened my eyes and then I just started crying immediately. And to this day, like, I don't know exactly why I cried so much. But a part of me thinks that I cried a lot because this whole time I was just missing God. I was missing out on a life of believing of God. And I was so overwhelmed by the amount of love and forgiveness he had for me. I was shocked and overwhelmed, like I said. No one man should forgive me or anyone for all that we've done to each other and to him. Yet God loves us so much that he forgives us. Not only does he forgive us, he sends his son to die for us. I think that's love. And I really think that that's something that I am truly proud to believe in. And just because I now know the concept of God and I believe in him and I acknowledge Jesus as my savior and I confess my sins doesn't mean I'm a perfect person now. To this day, I still fail regularly. To this day, I am still an imperfect person. I will end up hurting people. I don't want to, but that's just the kind of person that I am as a sinner. I'm a liar. I'm a I'm a cheater. I'm a I'm a feeling hurter. I'm a I'm a drunk. I'm I'm all these things, right? But at the same time, I'm not. Because despite me doing all these things, these actions and these mistakes and these sins don't define who I am. The moment you believe in God and you acknowledge who you are and who Jesus is, those sins and those mistakes in your past don't define who you are. You're defined by Christ. You're defined by what he did on the cross. That's what you're defined by. Your identity is not in what you have done, but your identity is now by what he has done. And I think it's better to have an identity of what he's done than what you've done. Because for me, I've done a lot of bad things. And if my identity was that, oof, no, 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 sir. I would rather have my identity be in Christ, who is much cooler. <laughs> but in in you know, in a serious note, like no longer am I defined by what I've done or what I do. Now I'm defined by what God has done and what God is doing in my life. And in these times of quarantine, he has become my stable rock. He has become my foundation. 
where I don't lose hope and I don't lose insanity and I don't, you know, lose my beliefs and my everyday actions are affected by that belief, right? That's just who God is. He loves every single one of us. He loves you and he loves me. And how can you not worship and praise someone like that, right? That is just amazing. <laughs> and so, yeah. Um, it definitely was uh, a heavy topic for me, but uh, if you guys stuck through the end, I want to just thank you so much for listening. I love every single one of you guys. Um, I know that I've done wrong a lot to certain people and I've made a lot of mistakes in the past, but um, I really want to change and continue being a better person. And so all I ask is for your patience with me and and love me even through my faults. I'm not perfect, but I really just want people to know of, of God and his love. So... Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Honest Corgi Podcast. As always, you can find me on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts. Um, if you are on Spotify, remember to follow, to like, um, to save it. So every time I release a new episode, you can get notifications on Apple Podcasts. Remember to like, remember to follow, subscribe. Um, leave a review for me. I would love to review, read reviews that you guys might have for me. Um, yeah, and as always, just support me just by listening, guys, and share this with anyone that you know. Recommend it to anyone. Um, but, yeah, this is my story, and this is more of who I am. And so hopefully that was honest enough. <laughs> but thank you guys for tuning in. Um, have a great rest of your week. Um, and just do the best you can and living your lives during these quarantine times helping help one another love one another and yeah thank you guys this has been an episode of the honest corgi podcast peace